Thank you, uh, praise band. That was really nice to hear this morning. And uh, all the songs, Chris, fit perfectly with the idea of being grateful and being thankful for the things that we have been given uh, in our lives. I, uh, several years ago, came across the uh, TED Talk that has been now, as, as I checked this morning before I came to church, Almost 8 million people have watched a TED Talk by this really strange man who uh, is named Brother David Stindle Rost. And David Stindle Rost is a monk, a Catholic monk, and um, he has done a lot of work on the idea of gratitude and what gratitude does for our souls, but also what gratitude does for our mind. And uh, there are some studies, some psychological studies that say that having a, a, like a serious practice of gratitude in our lives can actually change our brain chemistry where we're more positive and hopeful people. So he starts off his TED Talk by saying that he knows that we all have one thing in common. Every person on the planet has at least one thing in common, and that's that we all want to be happy. And he makes a connection between happy and gratefulness, saying that happy people aren't always the most grateful, but the most grateful people are always the most happy. So imagine for a moment that you've been given something. You've been given some sort of gift, and you didn't earn it, and maybe you didn't even deserve it, but you find value in that particular gift. I would say that in my life, any time that I recognize something as a gift to me that I haven't earned, that has just, just been given to me for whatever reason, one of the first things that happens, especially when I find great value in that gift, is that gratefulness arises within my heart simultaneously. And then almost instantly, happiness arises with it. Let me read to you a passage of scripture from the book of Luke. This is found in Luke chapter 17, and I'll start with verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with skin diseases approached him. Keeping their distance from him, they raised their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. As they left, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, returned and praised God with a loud voice. He fell on, fell on his face at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus replied, Weren't ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? No one returned to praise God except this foreigner. Then Jesus said to him, Get up and go. Your faith has healed you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God, and may God give us wisdom and courage for interpretation, and may God give us wisdom and courage to apply the truth of Scripture to our lives. Amen. Ten were healed. 
10, no doubt, were surprised at this discovery. I don't know if you noticed, but Jesus said to them, go and show yourselves. And as they were going, as they were going, they were cleansed. They weren't cleansed and then they went. They were going and then they went. Ten of them went and were cleansed and were healed. And I would guess that all ten of them were surprised. Perhaps some were overjoyed. Perhaps some celebrated. Perhaps some ran to tell their families and their friends and to show them how they were healthy and healed and could now be in contact with their friends and family and not have to social distance. Perhaps a few even took it for granted. Who knows? But what we do know is that one of them felt thankful. So thankful that he decided to stop what he was doing, turn around and go and fall at the feet of Jesus, expressing his gratitude to Jesus and to God. Gratitude, I think, is indeed a response to the blessings of our life. But it's also a choice to see those blessings, to name them, and express our gratitude in both word and deed. Grateful living allows us to not only have experiences that we're grateful for, but they make us aware to each and every moment as a gift. The moment, the actual moment that we're living in right now is a gift. It's something that we didn't earn. It's not necessarily anything that we deserve. It's just been given to us. This very moment is a gift. And each and every moment of our lives is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn something. It's an opportunity to show gratitude for. It's an opportunity to live in that very moment. In every given moment. The gift within the gift of having a moment is the opportunity. The opportunity to experience joy, the opportunity to be with people, the opportunity to express our thanks, the opportunity to learn something. Each and every moment is a gift in and of itself. There is no possible way, friends, for us to be grateful for everything. I don't think any of us could ever be grateful for war. I don't think any of us could ever be grateful for a moment of violence enacted upon us or when we enact violence upon another person, either through words or through our actions. I don't think we can be grateful for bereavement or oppression or unfaithfulness. But I think what can happen is when we experience a moment in which it's really difficult to find something to be grateful for, what we can be grateful for in that moment is that we know that moment will pass and there will be another moment. And we will have learned something through the difficulty. And we can be grateful for that sometimes. And we can be grateful that if and when we fail, because face it, we all fail, we will be given 
another opportunity. So David Stendhal Ross says that there is a method for living gratefully. And he, he says it's stop, look, and go. Just like the way that I was taught to cross a road and the way that you were taught to cross a road, you stop, you look, you do the shoulder check, and then you go. So what can you put into your life that allows you to stop? I love the idea of being grateful for our baptisms, right? The, the, you've heard me talk a lot about baptism and how in baptism, whether you're uh, a, a two-day-old baby or whether you're a 92-year-old person, in your baptism, you are given a new name. So when I was in third grade and Reverend Dr. Wilson Holman baptized me, I was given a new name. I was no longer Ross Gregory Whitaker. I was Ross Gregory Whitaker, child of God. And no matter what I do in my life, I'm not defined by the things I do, the, the successes or failures. I'm defined by the fact that God loves me and God loves you. That is what we are defined by. So to practice gratitude for that, we can set up some sort of stop signs to remind us any time that I turn on a water faucet, I hope that I can remember my baptism when my hands touch the water. Maybe when it rains. Maybe when I step into the shower. Maybe when I'm washing dishes, which I don't do very often. Maybe it's when um, I'm taking a drink of water on a hot day and my throat is dry and it quenches my thirst. Maybe those are stop signs that I can put in place to have me stop and look around. And look at the moment that I'm in. And the people that I know love me. And the people that I love. And the things that I have been given for no real reason. And the opportunities that I have had. I can stop and I can look. And then he says the next step is to go. When you stop and you look, you have to go. You have to go and share your happiness, your joy, your gratitude with other people. I was telling Kathy this week, I remember hearing a man talk several years ago. Uh, he, he's a man who travels around a lot for speaking. He's like a traveling preacher type guy. And he said that almost any time someone comes and picks him up at the airport to take him to his hotel or where, wherever the conference is or wherever he's staying, one of three things will happen. <clears throat> They'll get into the car and they start driving through town. And the person driving the car will either apologize for their town and act really embarrassed about it. Or they will brag about their town and how awesome it is. Or they'll say, hey, you know, our town's not the greatest, but this is what we're doing to try to make it better. And I like the second two ideas. The first one is easy, right? It's, it's easy to be a person who complains. It's easy to find the negative in things. It's easy to do. And if you don't believe me, get on Facebook any day, any time, and scroll down, and you will find plenty of people who have taken the easy road to just simply share something that makes them angry. And if you don't believe me about that, get on Twitter and go to our governor's Twitter feed and read the comments to her every day 
when she posts what the new COVID numbers are. It's so easy and so lazy to be a person who strikes out and attacks and condemns those who are different than us. I think we have a pandemic in our culture, not just of COVID-19, but of negativity and of being ungrateful. But that's not what this man did. This man that Jesus healed stopped. He looked and he went. He went back to Jesus and fell, fell on his face and gave thanks and gratitude for the gift that he had been given. I think that the way we fight this pandemic, this pandemic of negativity and lack of gratitude, is by showing gratitude and finding things to be positive about. And I think what happens if and when we will do this is it doesn't just invert the power pyramid. You know, like the power pyramid is a triangular-shaped object, and at the bottom of it is all of us, and as you rise to the top and it narrows, there is somebody at the top who holds the majority of the power. And, and what we often want to do in the midst of a quote-unquote revolution is invert that and have the powerful people be low and the lowly people be high. But that's not what we see Jesus doing. In fact, Jesus flattens it all. He, his way of being a revolutionary is to revolutionize the way we even think about revolutions. His revolution is a revolution of love in which the revolution doesn't eat their young, in which the revolution can be televised because people want to see what's happening because they can be grateful for it and have gratitude and show thankfulness and find joy and happiness in the process. I would encourage you to do something today. I would encourage you to go to gratefulness.org. And at the top of the page on gratefulness.org, there is a link that says light a candle. And on that page, you can light a virtual candle for something that you are grateful for. I checked again this morning before I left, and there are over 21 million candles that have been lit. lit. People saying things that they are grateful for. And you can look at the candles and see what other people are writing about that they're grateful for. And it's really amazing to see there's so much gratitude in the world because the strange thing is, is we have to look for it. We don't even have to look for negativity and complaining, but we have to look for people who are showing gratitude. Let's be people who it's obvious. I used to know this guy in Abilene, Texas, who when I would say to him, hey, how you doing? He would say, I'm grateful. And it just uh, got all over me because it didn't seem authentic. But as I was talking about with the kids, I was prejudging him based on the cheesiness of that statement. My judgment is that it's cheesy. As I got to know him, he was genuine. He was genuinely stopping 
and looking. That way he could actually go, and when somebody said, hey, how you doing? He could say, I'm grateful, and mean it. I wonder what it would be like if we could live our lives that way. How it would change the world if our children and our children's children and our, our parents and our grandparents could see us being grateful. How it would change the face of politics in our nation and politics around the world if this, this revolution of gratitude really took off and we started living in the way of the one. The one who stopped and realized he had so much to be grateful for, including the fact that he had been cleansed, that he ran back to Jesus and fell at his feet and expressed gratitude. I think I need to add a caveat in. Gratitude like faith and hope and love and commitment are not inborn traits. I mean, their gratitude is more like a muscle that the more we use it, the stronger it becomes over time. And as we practice giving thanks more and more often and share our gratitude, we not only grow in gratitude, but we create an example for others. But I want to say this. Depending on your circumstances... It might be difficult. If you're feeling overwhelmed with grief or loss, you might have difficulty giving voice to gratitude right now. And that's okay. It will come. You'll find ways to get through the grief and the loss. And you'll find a day when you're able to show gratitude again. But for now, just know that each moment is a gift. And maybe we can practice being grateful for that. So I'd ask you to do something. If you're watching online right now, I'd ask you to type something into the chat window or, or the, whatever you call it, the comments section. Type something, just one thing that you're thankful for. And for those of us that are in the room, I want you to share with the people around you one thing that you're thankful for today. And if you can't, because you've just got so much grief in your life right now, just know that that's okay. And maybe you can even say, right now I just can't find anything. And that's completely all right. So let's take about 30 seconds to turn to the people around us and share with them one thing that we're thankful for. I don't know if y'all could hear Stuart yelling at all of us, yelling to all of us. You weren't yelling at us. You were yelling to us that he's grateful for all y'all. And I'm grateful for that crazy person who's going to yell that at people. Would you join me in prayer this morning? God, this week is not going to be what we thought it was going to be this time last year. 
lot of us had hopes of spending time with family and friends and sharing a big meal together and, and recognizing the life that we're surrounded by. And it's just not going to happen, I hope. I hope, God, that you give us the courage to stay home and to stay safe and to be grateful for this moment that we're in. God, help us to share our gratitude with other people and to when it brings us happiness and our brain chemistry starts to change because we're aware of all of the good things in our life, that that will start to spread like fire on a windy day. Because it's so easy for us, God, to take the, the path of least resistance and become grumpy and complain. Help us to be genuinely grateful because each and every moment is valuable, but there's so much more in it than just the moments. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.